You're listening to the All The Things Podcast, and I'm your host, Sophia Merlo. Each week, you can expect tips and tricks from beauty to business experts or from myself as I navigate life as a young woman in her 20s. Every episode is chocked full of value, tangible advice, while still sprinkling in relatable stories and keeping things real with my guests and you listening. Be sure to subscribe and tune in every Thursday so you don't miss an episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the All The Things podcast. If this is your very first episode, welcome to the club. Thank you for joining and thank you for listening. We're truly so glad you're here. My name is Sophia Merlo, and you can think of me as your new internet best friend who is always, and I mean always, down to talk about health, wellness, entrepreneurship, and of course, navigating life as a young adult because let me tell you, it is not easy. If you're wanting to know how to romanticize your life and add more joy, learn celebrity hair secrets for maintaining healthy, shiny hair tangible ways to better balance your nutrition and optimize your health and blood sugar, or how to build a business from the ground up to having a client list that includes the one and only Sophia Ritchie, then stick around because those are all real episodes that you'll have to scroll back and check out. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, or if this is your very first episode and you found some value, then be sure to share it with a friend, a family member, a sister, your boss, whoever you think needs to hear today's message. Also, it helps us so much build this incredible community. If you think I deserve a five-star review, I would truly love you forever. It just takes a hot sec to hop onto the Apple Podcast or Spotify app and leave us a five-star review. Seriously, I read every single one. For more content, tips, and laughs, be sure to check us out on all of the socials as well. You can find us at All The Things The Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, or X, Threads, all of the socials, All The Things The Pod. If you want to connect with us, we'd love to chat with you there. Send us a DM, leave us a comment. We absolutely love connecting with our community. And if you want to send us an email, maybe you have a suggestion, you want to write in for one of our community Q&A episodes, or if you just want to chat, you can find us at allthethingstheblog at gmail.com. And our website is at allthethingstheblog.com. Now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the All The Things podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your 102nd, 103rd time listening, thank you for being here since the beginning. I'm trying to remember now we're definitely well into the 100s, which is so crazy, but I'm very thankful that we're here. Now, the reason why you all tuned in today, my thoughts on 75 hard, the day that this episode goes live will be my last day in the 75 hard and I'm recording it literally the night before you guys, a girl is tired, but I wanted to give you the most authentic review I possibly could. So here we are. I was thinking of how I could capture this whole experience and give all of you listening the most information in terms of stats, in terms of how I'm feeling, pros, cons. So I think the best way to do this is start right from the beginning. 
So if you're unfamiliar with 75 hard, there are some pretty specific rules. I do have a few asterisks beside them, Sophia's version. Don't click out yet, I promise I have done the 75 hard. You'll see in just a sec. So this is my version that I did with my mom. She's an absolute rock star. We did this together. That's one of my biggest tips that we'll get into later is to do this with an accountability partner because there's going to be times where you just don't really care anymore, but you don't want to disappoint the other person. That's literally me. I stopped recording this podcast because I realized I still needed to hit my second workout, even though I've had a very active day on top of my workout, I needed to log it in. I hopped on my walking pad, got it done, put on my ankle weights, and here we are because I'm so close to the finish line. And even though I'm so tired, I'm like, I can't let my mom down. So with all that said, this is my version. With 75 hard, they don't give specific diet recommendations. That's up to you. My hard stop non-negotiable for diet was absolutely zero alcohol. I surprisingly love this. Maybe not so surprisingly. I'm not a big drinker. I often go to events that are laced with alcohol. That's probably not the right wording. I'm so tired. That have a lot of alcohol at them that people are enjoying within moderation, of course, and I just choose not to partake a lot of the time. But having this excuse or this reason to just not drink at all, I found really nice. When I was at home, I had a no sweets, no junk kind of rule, what I interpret that as. So super processed, highly palatable foods, things that don't have a lot of nutritional value, just pure taste in the moment satisfaction. At home, big no-go. As we'll get into this, I had a lot of big events, holidays, celebrations, and I made it clear with myself that I was not going to hate my life. I was not going to miss out on things because of this challenge, so I still stuck to my guns, absolutely zero alcohol. That was my non-negotiable, but there were a couple times where I enjoyed a beautiful meal, and I'm sure that there was some sugar or some vegetable oil in the cooking, And I didn't let that get to me. I think that was a really good balance that served me well. So another one is two workouts at least 45 minutes per day. In the traditional 75 hard, they have to be three hours apart, one outside, one inside. My mom and I agreed early on we were going to let that part slide, that being outdoors and three three hours apart. One, there were some safety things going on early in the challenge in both of our neighborhoods with wildlife and just really strange things going on. So we thought it was in our best interest for safety to omit the outdoors part. And then also there's, we'll get into it. There's been so much change, so much busyness for this to be somewhat sustainable. The three hour thing wasn't going to do it. If I get up at 6 a.m., Sometimes I can hit a workout at 6 a.m. and 7.30. That might not be sustainable for everyone. That's what's worked for me. But after 9 a.m. or even 8.30, I'm in my workday. My day is gone a lot of times after that I'm podcasting. I have other things going on. Sometimes I'm able to, as I'm doing emails, hop on my walking pad at home. My walking pad has been so helpful. I cannot stretch that 
<laughs> I really can't talk, stress that enough how helpful my walking pad has been. But the three hour thing just wasn't going to happen. So we omitted that as well. Next up, a gallon of water a day. I was always really good about drinking water, so this was just a nice reminder. I go through about six or seven of my water bottles a day, and then I have some tea. I don't count coffee because that's dehydrating the caffeine. I don't count fizzy drinks like bubbly, sparkling water, just pure water from the tap, gallon of water. 10 pages of reading a day. I love this. We'll get into it later, but I'm so proud to be a reading girl again, a Kindle girly, and then a progress photo. So those are everything that you need to do for 75 days. That's included in the 75 hard. If you miss any of these things for one day, you have to restart. So that's big motivation to keep it going each and every single day. Now, I'm looking at my list here, and the pros are almost triple than the cons. So I'm thinking, should we start with the pros or the cons? I think let's get the cons out of the way. I feel like that's kind of the juicy stuff, too, what people really want to know. So here are some of the cons. The first one is the most prevalent one, and I'm feeling this in this very moment. This is really authentic. Some days, I felt like I had to prioritize the challenge over sleep, And in the long run, I don't know what's best for my health. I recently interviewed the founders of Kin Culture. Keep an eye out for that episode coming out most likely in the new year. And they were talking about that as trainers and gym owners, that you actually have way less time to then get in your own workouts. But this is a perfect example. It's late for me at night. I would love to be in bed right now. I still have to do my reading. I I need a good night's sleep, but I got my workout in. I hit those two workouts today, and I have a busy workday planned for tomorrow. So in order to get everything in, I'm up working out at 6 a.m. I've been able to do that. I'm pretty used to this routine now, but I don't think if you have the best relationship with your body, with exercise, with food going into this. I can see how this could bring people on a slippery slope. I know in my mind, I'm doing this for a short period of time. I think I'm going to (laughs) go off, obviously, once this challenge is up tomorrow. So exciting. I'll be able to have more leniency towards myself and really tune into that sleep pattern more. But that's something that... I would caution everyone is to look after your sleep. I don't think I did the best job of that and I'm at the end now, but I definitely prioritize the challenge over sleep. Literally some days my eyes would be closing as I'm reading, just trying to get to my 10 pages. I would see on my Kindle what page I'm at. And if you have a Kindle, you know, you feel like you're reading 80 pages a night, but then when you're tapping through, sometimes you can tap through four times and you're still on the same page. So that's a very humbling experience. I made sure I hit those 10 pages. On the same thought as sleep, there would be times where I'd literally be on my walking pad at like 11 at night finishing up because I had a crazy busy day. Maybe I couldn't get to a workout class or I planned on going to a class and then something came up, life happens, it's all good. But I this also became a pro. I'm trying not to ramble on too long, but just time management 
sleep. I think we got that point. Let's go on to the pros because there's way more in my experience. So first one, starting off strong. I feel more fit, flexible, toned, and just overall stronger than when I started. I've been taking progress photos every single day. Like I said, I'm not going to share those because I'm literally naked. I do not need those going up online. Those are in a hidden folder for my eyes only. They are not flattering. It's literally me at six in the morning before I hop in the shower. But I have noticed in those photos, in my arms, my stomach, my legs, getting a bit leaner, getting a bit toner in my workout gear, in my clothes, I feel it. I have more energy, even though I'm saying how tired I am. I'm just able to do more and be more productive within the day. My mobility's increased. We'll get into that later. I think that's part of some of the new workouts I've been doing and how I've been working out. And I just feel strong in my body. No matter what workout I go into, I know I can crush it and I have confidence in myself, which I used to feel like that and I've lost over the last year and a half, I want to say. And it feels so good to be back in this state with my body. Like I mentioned, I also love that I'm officially a reader again. I absolutely love getting into bed at night and just reading. And now that I have that as a habit, as soon as I finish recording this podcast, that's exactly what I want to do. I'm reading the latest Andy Cohen. I think it's called The Daddy Diaries now, not The Andy Cohen Diaries. I'm, I think, 80% of the way done that. It's been such a quick, fun read. I want to go back and buy his other books because I've followed Andy and the whole Bravo universe, I think since I was 10 or 11. Basically, as long as it's been around, I've been there. One day I will go to BravoCon. My mom will come with me. Maybe that's our gift to ourselves next year if we do 75 hard around the same time. I think BravoCon's in the middle of October. But reading, absolutely love having that in my routine. I also love that I did this challenge with my mom. We text each other almost every day regardless, but texting each other the workouts we did or the things we're going through or our wins was just so rewarding. And I'm so proud of her for getting through this. I know she could, but it's also just so not easy. So to see her progress in the gym and how she's feeling and having a buddy along the way, I think is a great way to do that. And that's also one of my biggest tips if you're thinking of doing this challenge is having a friend and accountability partner do it with you. Another huge pro was that I just found this entire process and challenge really rewarding And it gave me a reason to push and challenge myself. I need a bit of pressure. I like a bit of pressure. I like a challenge. If someone tells me I can't do something, I want to do it. That's my personality. So I like that mental aspect of a challenge. I know I'm capable of doing all these things each and every single day. But when you add on the challenge, I'm like, game time, let's do it. And it just forced me to do it. I don't always want to work out twice a day. But did I? Absolutely. And then the final pro, but also one of the biggest, is that I really listened to my body during this. So, of course, ignore the sleep thing. But in the beginning, I noticed my appetite had increased and I didn't fight it. I also just didn't feel the need to say yes to treats or food that I was offered because I knew it wouldn't feel good in my body. I've touched on this in past episodes, but I've had an interesting relationship with food in the past. I think it's so common for dancers. When I was 
younger and then into my teen years. I had an interesting relationship with food that I've since overcome and am really proud of that and would love to help people. If you or you know someone who's going through that, please send me a DM. I am by no means a professional or an expert, but if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. And I think because I was like that so many years ago, there's pressure I put on myself if someone offers me like a treat or something that I was afraid of before to say yes to prove to myself or even if this person had no idea that was part of my journey just to reinforce that it's not anymore even at times I'm like I'm literally going to feel sick after eating this or I do not want this at all and this challenge was a good reminder just to tune in and be like okay what do I actually want in this moment When do I want those treats? When do I not? And it's okay. And it's actually a really, really good, healthy thing to voice how I'm feeling and be an advocate for myself in these low stake situations. It also proved that you can have a healthy lifestyle no matter what is going on. So for example, these are all the things that happened, or at least some of the things I'm sure I'm missing during these last 75 days. So I went away on a weekend getaway with my boyfriend and friends for one of the long weekends. We celebrated multiple holidays, including Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas parties. Dylan and I celebrated our six-year anniversary. I got a new job. Actually, I got three new jobs. (laughs) And there's just been a lot of change in general. So going through one of the busiest periods of my life thus far and being able to keep to this challenge has just proved to myself how capable I am and that I can really put my mind to anything I want to do. And I think that's a great takeaway for everyone listening. If you're inspired, thinking of doing this or another challenge, honestly, it's such a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. I really wanted to add some sort of scientific element to this. Eventually, we'll get to a point where I have really cool graphics, everything's visual components as well. But for now, I did my best looking at the stats that I have available because I also love hearing about stats. So this is even without this last workout I did. So I had 170 workouts with one day left. So it will end up being 172 workouts. So if you cut that in half, that's about 85 days, two workouts a day. So I was averaging more than two workouts a day, which sounds right. (laughs) I had 8,470 minutes of working out. So if you divide that by 45 minutes, which is the challenge, that's 188 workouts. That's 141.167 hours, nearly six straight days of working out, 5.88 days to be exact. No wonder a bitch is tired. If you're an Apple Watch or Apple Health person, then you'll enjoy these stats. So on average, my daily calorie or my active calorie burn went up by about 200 calories compared to the previous six months. And that was between 700 to 750 active calories per day to now being between 900 and 950 active calories on average per day. I closed all of my rings 55 out of the, what is 74 days. And on the days that I didn't, I 
Also didn't wear my watch for most of the days, every single day. Sometimes I just wore them for a workout. And sometimes my workouts were more low impact yoga, stretching kind of vibe with walking. And then sometimes I had already hit my two workouts, but then I continued to be active because it just felt good or for social reasons. And I didn't always want to wear my watch or record what I was doing, especially now that I'm teaching spin classes and yoga classes. I've noticed that I forget oftentimes to set that, not reminder, but set that workout on my watch because my mind is thinking about so many other things than recording my own workout. It's more so a benefit than the main function of what I'm doing when I'm teaching, if that makes sense. My step count also had kind of similar fluctuations than it had been the previous six months before. I think to account for that, six months before I was traveling and getting 20 to 30,000 steps a day. So my step count has always been quite high. And I've had my walking pad since April. That was my gift from my boyfriend for my birthday last April, like I said, and I absolutely love it. So I've used that pretty religiously, especially not that we're in the rainy season. So I found it quite easy to still have a high step count. On average, mine still hovers around 10,000 steps per day. Sometimes I hit 15 or 20, and sometimes I hit 7,000, just depending on the day. So that stat didn't really change much. Here are some big moments, though, in terms of fitness throughout this 75 hard challenge. So I completed my eight-week training to becoming an instructor and motivator at YVR Cycle, If you follow us on socials, I'm sure you've seen us post lots about it. If you have any questions, of course, please DM us. I'd love to ride with you, teach you, have a class with you. I think it'd be so fun. And I've also finished my first five classes up on the podium on the schedule, which is super exciting. It was so nerve wracking, but I get better and better each and every single class, and I just absolutely love meeting everyone at the studio in this capacity. During this time, I also auditioned at a yoga studio after completing my 200-hour yoga teacher training, and I became a yoga instructor. I'm so excited to say that. My class is a mix of yoga Pilates strength. It's called Yoga Strong at Vinyasa, so if you're looking for a good booty, ab, arm burn with a flow, then I am your girl. Feel free to DM us or send us an email with any questions. We'd love to see you there too. Have to give a mention because I started EMS training. I think I mentioned this in about five other podcasts. It's been all over my Instagram and TikTok as well, but I absolutely fell in love with EMS training at Body Pulse. It's only 20 minutes. I feel like I'm talking about an ad when I speak about it. I promise they're not paying me to talk about it in this episode. It was just so impactful that I had to include it in my 75 hard. Within the first few sessions, I noticed physical changes in terms of toning and tightening. I found it to be super effective It forced me to train in a way that was different than anything I've ever done before because it engages over 90% of your muscles. And I think the set is on average, we only use 50 to 60% when we're just working out traditionally, even if we have a really strong mind to muscle connection, it's just not happening. But this really forces you to use everything. I loved it. 
Another stat that I found kind of funny and interesting was on my Apple Watch. I don't know how accurate this is, but I thought it was worth mentioning. My VO2 max went up and is trending in the high category instead of above average. And it lines up almost perfectly with when I started spin training. So I felt like that makes sense because I was doing a little bit of cardio before, but not to this extent or this level. I'm really proud of where my cardio health is at now. I can do full spin classes, back-to-back spin classes, speaking the whole time, definitely out of breath, definitely sweating. When I am up on that podium, I'm adding in. I don't know if you're supposed to, but I want to get a workout in too, so... I feel like my cardio is top-notch right now, and I love it. I used to be really proud of where it was, and then I kind of lost it for a few years, and now I feel like I'm in a really, really good balance with it. Let's get into some tips. If you're thinking of doing this challenge, I encourage you to do it. I overall had a really great experience. Of course, listen to my cons have a bit of caution and make sure that it works with your body. The biggest word of caution is that making sure that you have a healthy relationship with yourself, with exercising and food. That would be my one thing that leaves me a bit apprehensive for completely recommending it to just anyone. But here are my biggest tips. Number one is planning your workouts for the week. Just like how you would plan your meetings, your other appointments, plan your workouts. If you're new to the gym or a fitness studio, this is not the time to be shy. Walk in like you own a place. This is the perfect time to try out a new workout or go somewhere that you've been wanting to go for a long time. This is the perfect excuse for it. I know it can be really intimidating going to a place, especially a workout studio by yourself or just the first time, even if you're with a friend, but this is really the best time to do it because even if you didn't love it, at least you're crossing off one of your workouts for that day. Things got so busy, like I mentioned, a lot of change. And if I didn't have my workouts for the next three days in advance, I felt a bit scrambled and just running around or literally planning workouts at home, which are great. And sometimes I actually prefer that depending on the day. But when I don't have a game plan, it felt rushed and like I wasn't giving my all. So I always made it happen, but have a plan, number one. That's also very much my personality is being a planner and loving having plans. Number two goes in line with that, but that's find what time works for you. Totally get it. Not everyone is a morning person. For me, I found it easier to get my workouts done out of the way early in the morning. In terms of reading, I like doing that at night. That's when I have time 11 o'clock at night, sometimes I am, but I can't be responding to emails anymore. That's time for me to rest. And I loved winding down my day with reading for water. I always have my water bottle with me. It's my emotional support item. And I would make sure to finish my water intake around 7 p.m. or before. That way I wasn't getting up in the night to pee a million times. So those are the times that work with me. It goes in line with schedule, but figure out what works best for you. I mentioned this already, but I have to reiterate, doing it with a friend or family member, like I said, I just love doing it with my mom. I'm really proud of both of us. I'm really proud of her. 
And there's going to be times and days where you're just so over it and having that external motivation to do it for someone else or not letting the other person down. For me, I found more powerful than letting myself down. I don't know what that says about me, but it got me through. Next tip, give yourself a reward after honey. What are we doing this for if not to have a little bit of fun? Oh my God, I literally just came back from a facial. When I say literally, I came back five hours ago from a facial. I go to Project Skin here in Vancouver. I've been going there for about a year now. Robin is amazing. She's really helped me transform my skin this past year. I have an entire episode on my skin journey. That's that's a long story, but I treated myself to the clear and brilliant laser facial. This is my first time getting any sort of laser on my face and I'm obsessed. I love it. I'm not going to age. This is the beginning of the end for my skincare journey. I feel like the second you go into your mid twenties, all of a sudden everything comes out of the woodworks and I really have a passion for skincare. So this was just exciting for me. If you're curious about clear and brilliant, I will be making videos on my experience. Overall, I didn't find the pain too bad at all, but I do think I have a quite high pain tolerance. Some people use numbing. I did not, and I didn't find that necessary at all. It is kind of like an intense sunburn. That's the best way to describe it. Your face gets really hot, but they make sure you're comfortable. They have really cold air that they blow around your face while the laser is doing its thing. They have different masks that you put on after. My face is just a little bit red right now, but I think that will go down in a couple days. I think it will be a bit sandpapery. And then in a week, hopefully, I'm a glowing goddess with gloss baby skin. <laughs> That's the plan, at least. Next tip listen to your body. I can't reiterate this enough. This was a really great way for me to zone in and focus with my body. Like I said, I didn't fight my appetite increasing. I listened to my body and I honored it. can definitely work on this with the sleep, but that's for another day. To close this episode off, Throughout the last couple of months when I would submit my link or ask everyone for questions for my Q&A episodes at the end of the month, the most common questions I got about 75 Hard was just what I thought of it or what my thoughts were. So I thought I would address this at the end. Overall, I really loved this challenge. I think it works well with my personality because I like a bit of pressure. I like a challenge and I like pushing myself. And that was exactly what this was. Even though life was crazy, I found that I could maintain it the whole way through. I could still live my life, be social, celebrate, but still be working towards a goal in the health and fitness space. I also really enjoyed about this challenge that it incorporated things outside of just working out, like the reading like getting outside, even though I didn't do that as often as I could, I would get outside anytime I would go for a walk and I didn't need to be on my laptop. I would go outside, even if it was raining outside, just to get some fresh air. We live in Canada or I do need that sunlight in my life. We only have like four or five hours of sunshine right now. And that's if it's not raining. So I want to take every single opportunity I can I think I would actually do this challenge again too. I'm debating for the rest of December not doing this. I'm going to 
let myself chill a little bit. I might indulge in an espresso martini here and there over Christmas. I definitely need some Prosecco, some chocolate, some homemade cookies. It's the holidays. Let's act like it. But I really do think I'm going to keep up with the two workouts a day because I'm also an anxious person and I found that this helped calm my anxiety, being able to answer emails while being active on my walking pad or starting my day off feeling super accomplished and doing something for myself. I just found the mental benefits so much bigger than I realized they were and it's also attainable. I haven't felt, actually no, three weeks in I felt a little bit broke and I was like, okay, whoa. That week, though, I also did like a four-hour hike, booty burn workout, and EMS training. So I think that was just my combination. I just didn't plan that week out really well. Aside from that, I didn't feel broken or run down in terms of my body. So the workouts that I've been doing mostly include, of course, spin, my spin training. That's my main source of cardio right now. In terms of weight training or resistance training... I've been doing a lot of reformer and Pilates. So some people consider that resistance. Some people don't. How I do it is I use quite heavy weights. My entire muscle group is shaking when I do resistance training. For me, if I feel like I'm maxing out that muscle group because of a weight bearing load, that is a really great resistance session for me. There were so many times when I was going to the traditional gym, lifting honestly really heavy weight for my height, my size, and I just didn't notice that much changes. I've been able to maintain my strength, but feel way better in my body training this way when it comes to resistance. And then also lots of yoga, mat Pilates, and walking. I think this has helped my mobility so much, my mood a lot, and I just think any time you can get up and move your body, the better. But this year alone, I've been really focusing on getting a mix of cardio, strength, and mobility. Before, I think I would just focus on one. Now, I have a really good mix in my routine. After December, too, I think I'm going to do this in increments of maybe three weeks to a month, like after New Year's, I'm going to do this in January, maybe into February for a little bit. I think Dylan and I are planning on going on a trip or just going somewhere warm, even if we work there remotely for a bit. So I might do it from like January 2nd till we go away and play around with it. I'm not committed to doing this forever. And I don't think you should be either. But I really have enjoyed my journey doing this challenge. And it's definitely something that I would revisit and take certain aspects from into my daily life going forward. If you have any specific questions after listening to this episode about 75 hard or honestly anything at all, you know where you can find me. And that's all the things the pod on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube. Send us an email at allthethingsblog at gmail.com. And I would love to chat with you. I'm looking at my notes here and I almost just called you team. I'm in such a teacher mode right now. (laughs) I promise I'll try my hardest not to call you team unless we think it's cute. 
But I think we're all just friends here. You know, I'm not the leader of this. We're just one big group chat. And I just pretend that I can hear you as I'm talking. If you have any questions, if there's parts that you can resonate with, or if you know someone who's thinking of doing 75 hard and they're looking for more insight, be sure to share this episode with them. If you've received any value with this episode, be sure to share on your social so your community can benefit as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with my tired brain. I'm sure when I go to edit this, I'm going to just have to leave some rambles in there and roll with it. So thank you for being on this journey over 100 episodes. Pretty soon we're going to be going into the third year of all the things. Oh my goodness. We started in 2021 and it's going to be 2024 pretty soon here. That is crazy and I am so grateful. Whether you're just beginning your day or you're ending, I hope you have a wonderful moment, a moment that you can be grateful for for every single day. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, except thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon.